98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. The government says it has little room to tweak its plan for cross-harbour tunnel tolls, despite a likely defeat in LegCo. There's more criticism for the chief executive's latest plan to reduce the impact of changes to elderly welfare eligibility rules. And in the US, special counsel Robert Mueller says a report claiming President Trump told his lawyer to lie to Congress is not accurate. Transport Secretary Frank Chan believes it will be difficult to persuade the private operator of the Western Harbour Tunnel to accept any variation on a government plan to level out tolls for different harbour crossings. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Chan revealed that Chief Executive Carrie Lam had to meet senior company executives in Beijing to push a plan that will see tolls on the tunnel reduced to $50, while tolls at two other crossings rise to $40. Mr Chan doubts lawmakers will accept the government's plan in a vote on Wednesday, but he still has hope. We are facing quite a, quite a challenge to convince our friends in the legislature to uh, give us their entire support. What we are talking about is not just the rationalization of toll fare for the free tunnels concern. We are talking about the efficiency, the ease of transport. The entire transport infrastructure is not meant only for private car, but also for every people in Hong Kong taking public transport. The transport of food, products, and also waste. Transport system of a city is very much like the circulation system of a human body. If the circulation is not good, the health of the body will not be good. Liberal Party lawmaker Tommy Chung is one of the few LegCo members to voice support for the tunnel toll changes. The business-friendly lawmaker says he understands why the government won't tweak the plan. The Liberal Party have always voiced the opinion that uh, we should diversify the congested tunnels to the other tunnel not so congested. It's unfortunate because it has to do with uh, commercial negotiation. The chief executive couldn't be asking for public opinion or asking all of us how to move forward. And so the deal is struck that either we accept it or we reject it. So there is actually no leeway for the government to go back and say, oh, I would do this differently. Professional Commons lawmaker Charles Mock says pan-Democrats have huge reservations on the proposal and have yet to decide how to vote. He says although the government has presented its scientific reasoning on the positive impact of the toll changes, it has failed to consider how it will affect commuters. Meanwhile, the chief executive joined other top officials and lawmakers for an open-top bus ride through the central Wan Chai bypass ahead of the route's opening tomorrow morning. Mrs Lam, Mr Chan and colleagues were taken to the bypass's commissioning ceremony through its westbound tunnel. Mrs Lam says it's taken 30 years from devising the project to getting it operational and she was quite emotional to officiate at the ceremony. The government says the 4.5-kilometre link will allow travellers to head between North Point and Central in just five minutes. Welfare expert Nelson Chow says the chief executive has made another mistake with new allowance for people who miss out when the minimum age for elderly welfare payments goes up from 60 to 65. The retired academic says the employment support allowance is misnamed because few people aged 60 to 64 who are claiming Social Security can find jobs. He also says the payment should be $2,000 a month higher to replace medical subsidies provided under the Social Security scheme for the elderly. 
The office of the U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has issued a statement disputing the accuracy of a news report that President Trump ordered his former lawyer Michael Cohen to lie to Congress. BuzzFeed News had said that Mr. Trump instructed Mr. Cohen to lie about plans to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. Here's the BBC's David Willis. It remains to be seen what parts of this story are inaccurate or what parts of the story the special counsel of Robert Mueller's office is disputing. But uh, if that central allegation stands up, uh, then it is potentially highly significant because uh, this is the sort of obstruction of justice uh, thing that uh, led to the downfall of Richard Nixon and almost, of course, of Bill Clinton too. President Trump is planning to hold a second summit with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The news follows a meeting between Mr Trump and a senior North Korean representative who delivered a letter from Mr Kim. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. The White House said the summit would take place near the end of February, but didn't say where. That would be announced later, said the spokeswoman. Vietnam is at the top of the list of locations, according to multiple reports. The news came after Mr. Trump met for an hour and a half with the senior envoy Kim Yong-chol, who'd come to Washington with a message from the North Korean leader. The White House didn't say anything about how the summit might break the deadlock in nuclear negotiations that has persisted since the two leaders met in June, but reports suggest that preparations may begin almost immediately at diplomatic talks in Sweden. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. An explosion at an oil pipeline in central Mexico has killed at least 20 people and injured 54 more. The governor of Hidalgo State, Omar Fayad, said those were preliminary numbers. The BBC's Arian Zippers has more. Dramatic television footage shows flames leaping into the night sky. The explosion happened in the early evening, local time, near the Tula refinery at the municipality of Tlahuililpan. Special firefighting crews of state oil company Paymax are at the scene, trying to get the blaze under control. Footage shot earlier in the day showed locals rushing to the ruptured pipeline to fill containers with the leaking fuel. Many of them have now burned to death. It is unclear whether the leak was caused by an act of sabotage. The Mexican government says fuel theft costs the country more than $3 billion per year. Thousands of Poles have walked in procession through the streets of Gdansk as the coffin of the city's murdered mayor, Pavel Adamowicz, was taken to the church where his funeral will take place on Saturday. Senior Polish and other European political figures are expected to attend. A liberal critic of Poland's ruling party, Pavel Adamowicz, had been a mayor of Gdansk for 20 years. A man has been charged with his murder. These people paid tribute to Mr Adamowicz. He was open-minded and he wanted to help everyone, always. He was very happy. He was a great man. He was president of our city for like 20 years, so everyone knows him. I am totally shocked, devastated, and I feel a big loss. To sport now and in tennis, it's a busy day of action at the Australian Open. U.S. Open champion Naomi Osaka and sixth seed Alina Svitolina have both had a scare on their way to the last 16. Osaka looked all but beaten before pulling back to win 7-5-4-6-6-1 against Taiwan's Hsieh Su Wei, while Pliskova overcame a shoulder injury to beat China's Zhang Shui, 4-6-6-4-7-5. There was also a comfortable victory for Serena Williams. She will next face either her sister Venus or world number one Simona Halep. Those two play later today. 
In football, the big game of the night in the English Premier League sees fifth-place Arsenal host the team directly above them, Chelsea, in the late kick-off. Off the field, Chelsea are still trying to push through the signing of one of the world's most prolific goalscorers, Juventus striker Gonzalo Higuain. Blues defender Marcus Alonso knows the player well. He's a great player. I know him well from from my time in Real Madrid with him and then we play against each other in in Italy. Of course, all the good players are welcome here at Chelsea and and we will see what happens if the rumours are true. I hope he, he will score a lot of goals for us. Liverpool have a chance to extend their lead in the Premier League when they take on Crystal Palace at Anfield tonight. Manager Jurgen Klopp says his mind will be on his own team's performance, not second-placed Manchester City, who play tomorrow. The only way we can achieve our target, our aims, is to win football games. So we don't. That's then. That's never easy. But it's easy to be focused on that. With all the things you do asking, and I I have said it a few times, I respect your job absolutely, but we, we don't think one second about the things you ask. So, sorry. Manchester United's interim manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, is playing down the significance of their impressive six-game winning streak. Ahead of their game against Brighton tonight, his focus is on climbing the table. You go into every single game as a Man United coach or a player or a manager that you think you're going to win the next one. But the next one is always the most important one. Everyone said about Tottenham being the test. What I'm looking for now is the reaction. How do you react to a home game against a team that you think uh, that you should go and dominate and should be better than? These are the points that will get you up the table. And in boxing, Filipino star Manny Pacquiao has weighed in half a pound lighter than his opponent, Adrian Broner, ahead of their WBA welterweight title bout in Las Vegas overnight. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government says it has little room to tweak its plan for cross-harbour tunnel tolls, despite a likely defeat in LegCo. There's more criticism for the chief executive's latest plan to reduce the impact of changes to elderly welfare eligibility rules. And in the US, special counsel Robert Mueller says a report claiming President Trump told his lawyer to lie to Congress is not accurate. The news from RTHK. Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have a brand new selection of hot new tracks from the four corners of the planet. With hot new hits from the Americas to Africa, Europe to the Caribbean and more. Although mostly from Africa and the Americas. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off our selection of hot new tracks with one from Italy. Although not Giovanotti, our theme song singer, uh, rather from Tiro Mancino from Rome. They're a band led by Federico Zampaglione for many years, since the late 80s. And this track on the charts is off their latest uh, album, their 12th studio album. Uh, and it, the track is called Sale Amore Evento. Salt Love and Wind, from the album Fino Aqui, finished here, I think. So here's Tiro Mancino, who always look for non-conventional sounds, led by singer-songwriter Federico Zampaglione.
dato al vento il tuo profumo